Women on Screen Out Loud is proudly supported by Deluxe Toronto. Deluxe is the leading post-production and visual effects provider to the world's top content creators. Welcome to Women on Screen Out Loud, giving a platform to women in the film industry who challenge, motivate, and inspire on all sides of the camera. We are your hosts, Lara Jean Korostecki and Jennifer Pogue. Perceptions can be revealing, anxiety-inducing, damaging, or even empowering, depending on how they are integrated into our everyday actions. In her essay, The Why, actor and writer Jess Salguero shares a snapshot of her time at the YMCA, which took her on a journey of discovery, curiosity, humor, and reflection. This is a universal story that touches the core of many women's quests. The quest to be accepted, not just by others, but more importantly, by oneself. I remember my first day at the Y. It was a Saturday afternoon and there were young parents with their screaming toddlers waddling in their floaty wings down to the pool. Sweatband clad seniors chatting on their inclined treadmills and a plethora of sexy but not too Jimmy Jim rats. This'll be good for my soul, I thought. As I entered the ladies' change room, I briskly walked through the aisles of lockers and almost took out a tenuously moving, freshly nude, older Asian woman. She muttered something under her breath in a language I didn't understand. I apologized and hung my stuff in a locker across the aisle, sufficiently away from where she was thoroughly drying off. Damn, I thought, no shame. I could see her reflection in the mirror beside my locker. I couldn't help but inspect her hunched stature, low-hanging breasts, dark, sparse bush, and varicose veins wearing her like stockings. She put one leg up on the bench and rubbed lotion up her thighs and between them. All right. I guess at that age, who gives a fuck, right? I worked out and went back to my locker with no intention of showering. I got a shower at home, yo. And as I was untying my laces, I looked up to see four women in my locker block, all nude or partially, changing, lotioning up, drying their hair, a girl in her 20s with exquisitely large breasts, two older Portuguese women, one short and fat, the other one even more so, both shouting and laughing hysterically, and a woman in her 40s covered in tattoos with the shoulders of an Adonis. The diversity was stunning. Everyone's bodies were so different. I lingered a moment too long, and then left. I kept going to the Y for months with the same routine. Work out, get out. One cold December day, I decided if I were going to make it to the gym on this frigid fucking day, then I was going to enjoy a sauna. After my workout, I was all ready to relax back in the gym's sweat shack, but shit, I forgot my towel. I looked around. Um, could I use the little face towels that they provide next to the sink? I grabbed two, held one across my boobs and one on my bush. Whatever, if someone sees my ass, fine. Then I walked past the mirror. I looked ridiculous. My attempt to hide my body seemed completely pointless. It just drew more attention. I didn't have the nerve, though. I just kept those towels desperately clung to my skin. Weeks passed, and as I enjoyed this new sauna routine, I continued to wear my makeshift assless face towel bikini until... Dun, dun, dun. There were no longer any little towels. Fuck. 
It was a busy day at the gym, and as I peeled off my clothes, my ass definitely grazed a woman's head as she bent down into her bag. Here goes nothing. I marched quickly to the shower. Women whizzed past me, some also naked, some with towels, but all of them just doing their thing. I came back to my locker block full of women digging into their bags or brushing their hair, and when I hastily stole a glance at my fabricless body in the mirror, I thought, shit, what was I afraid of? No one gives a fuck. So I went to the gym today, the YMCA at College in Dovercourt. I cultivated a routine where I work out, take a cold shower, go in the hot tub, shower again, and then sauna. It makes me feel amazing relaxed and rejuvenated at the same time. I realized today, though, that the past few months have helped me tremendously with self-acceptance. As I sat in the sauna and gazed down at my stretch-marked breasts, I thought, my body tells a story. It tells a story of hitting puberty, of fluctuating weight, battles with self-esteem, but ultimately my ability to reveal it to myself is the best and most triumphant story. I looked around to the other women and thought, all their bodies tell a story of birth, injuries, abuse, sunlight, a life lived, and their acceptance is the real beauty. It is the truth of their bodies. There is absolutely no one in that room that is more beautiful than anyone else. The idea of beauty just disintegrated in front of me as another one of our culture's faulty constructions. It was so obviously in the eye of the beholder, and in this case, my eye. From a middle-aged woman with a C-section scar, to the thick-waisted, gray-haired senior, to the cellulite on virtually everyone's bodies. Confidence and acceptance were the qualities in all the women who took my breath away. And if that's what beauty is, then please, bring on all the life. Coming up, actress and writer Jess Salguero shares the inspiration she has drawn from in her journey to take up space. All right, I'm Lara Jean Korostecki, and I'm here with Jess Salguero at Deluxe Toronto. Jess, thank you so much for coming in today My and pleasure. for agreeing to be a part of season two of Women on Screen Out Loud. We're really happy to have Woo, you here. Happy to Woo. be here. Your essay is really fantastic. I, I know you wrote it a couple years ago for your blog, bitchesbewitches.com. Go check it out. Can you tell me a bit about why did you feel compelled to share this story on your blog? Oh, that was interesting. Well, we were doing an issue on body image. And uh, I had a really funny experience happen when we decided to do that issue. I went to, I mean, I don't want to throw shade, but I went to this event for TIFF where you get a lot of free things, right? And someone offered me a free facial. I was like, okay. So I went and they started to tell me what I needed to do in terms of Botox and fillers mm. and all mm -hmm. of that. I think I was like 27. And I was just in a bit of shock because it wasn't expecting that. And it was this strange thing where it was supposed to be this super glamorous event 
And I left feeling so not glamorous. And I, I left feeling like I wasn't, I somehow had, wasn't part of the game that everyone else was playing, this beauty game everyone else was playing. So when I got back home, I called my friend Emily, who I used to run the blog with, and we were talking about it and we were like, we need to do something about beauty and body image and stuff, especially because I'd been doing a lot of work around that personally. I'd just really gotten over a pretty intense eating disorder. And uh, yeah, and I, a big part of my routine that I started to have when I did finally heal myself was going to the Y. And it was, it, it had a totally different energy than other gyms I'd gone to. It just felt so real. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it felt like people weren't trying to all reach some sort of mm, ideal. It just felt like about health, <laughs> especially when you had like a lot of seniors around. And yeah, so, so that's kind of where this was born out of. I used to go to the JCC and I remember having that same feeling. Mm-hmm. At, uh, at Bloor and Spadina there. Mm-hmm. But it just was so much more freeing than the other gyms that I had been to. Uh, oh, yeah. You already spoke to this. I know you've been open about your struggles with an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. I am also an eating disorder survivor myself. And I really resonated with this essay and this act of like surrendering to the beauty of one's body. Mm-hmm. And just as it is without judgment and can you speak more to that, this feeling of freedom and embracing life? And, and I guess, because it was two years ago, how does your experience of the why all those years ago lead um, to who you are now and inform mm. who you are now and how you've approached things since that TIFF event and then since oh, embracing gosh. Well, yourself? That's a great question. And also, I feel like it's it's reverberated into all parts of my life. The physical, meaning like healing the physical, was really healing a different part of myself. It was about taking up space. I, I had taken this class with this fertility uh, like workshop leader and she, because I wasn't getting my period, because I was like way oh, too crazy. underweight. And um, she was saying, it's really sad that a lot of women are trying to fit this box and they're not realizing the beauty that their their own individual bodies will mm. express if they just let it because we're not all supposed to be the same and that really resonated with me and it was really it was just like a very important element of my healing I'd say and as she made me realize in so many ways, I was trying to make myself small. Mm. As I started to take up more space, even in that locker room, even in the sauna, whatever, I started to take up more space in my life in general, saying my opinions um, more confidently, taking risks in my acting, even like just going a bit balls of the walls with certain characters and mm. being like, this is what I want to do. I don't know what anybody else wants. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, so it was this really like all, like holistic healing that happened. Everything helped one another. I started wearing like brighter clothes. I kind of kept pushing myself to like just see how far you could go. Yeah, and yeah. I was and I and it was a really 
cool experiment because if I ever started to feel like I had to pull back, I really asked myself why. I was like, what? What are you afraid of? Are you afraid people think that's weird? You're wearing yellow, a yellow jumpsuit <laughs> in December? Who gives a fuck? Doesn't that's matter. their problem. <laughs> like, I, I started to cultivate a better inner, like, inner voice, essentially. I started to just talk to myself nicer. Which I think is kind of the key to being able to embrace authenticity and honesty in oneself. Mm -hmm. Just when you were speaking there, it made me think of this this great equation someone said to me once, which is compulsion plus restraint equals growth and inhibition plus leaning in equals growth. Mm. So when we feel our compulsion as we do to those who are suffering from eating disorders might be able to identify with this or any sort of addictive behavior, when we feel that compulsion and we express restraint or when we feel an overwhelming emotion and we express restraint, we find growth. And when we feel inhibition, such as this yellow jumpsuit mm-hmm. in the middle of December and we lean in, I mean, maybe you hated it, but in the end you probably grew. Oh, totally. Went, oh, great. I hate yellow jumpsuits or, oh my God, I love it. And no one cares. Oh, totally. It, it sparked a lot of interesting conversations among women, like doing stuff like that. For example, let's say this yellow jumpsuit. I don't even think I have one, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) People would start to come up to me and be like, wow, that's really cool. I could never pull that off. And then it would start Mm. another conversation. I'd be like, why do you think you can't pull it off? I'd be like, I just can't. You can. I'm like, no, 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 no. Who, Who decided who can pull what off? You decide that. Yeah. You're already covering so much of what I wanted to ask you about. Uh, a couple, I guess it was this year, actually, in July, mm-hmm. you spoke to she, she Does the City, a wonderful article. Mm-hmm. Go check it out online. And you talked about this transformational journey that you're speaking to right now mm-hmm. and this idea of everything that you're doing in your life informing the others. So you said, uh, you know, physically, energetically, spiritually. Mm-hmm. So Let's get specific for a second, because I I think people would love to hear it. I know I would love to hear it. What tools have you absorbed or leaned into, like wearing the jumpsuit, or found Mm -hmm. power, uh, whatever power means to you, or solace in, in order to be a warrior in this way? Because you're Mm -hmm. really talking about becoming a a warrior in the sense of who you are and being able to take up space in the world as a woman. So what kind of of stuff? Oh, man. Well, honestly, reading a lot of books— about patriarchy (laughs) to start, just to understand the context of our time and to understand why the gender roles exist the way they do and why it's so hard for women to say no, take up space, do what they want. That was kind of like a, a touchstone, but honestly, such a massive part, massive part for me is sisterhood and really understanding that women do not need to be your competition. We Mm. do not need to be competitive with one another and we can really lift one another up. And it sometimes sounds cliched to say that, but I mean it like really deeply. And I think it's one of the hardest paradigm shifts that needs to happen in order for us to really feel like the world is changing and that it's not, you know, this linear masculine masculinely focused setup of our world. Like we need to fucking change everything. And I think it really starts to shift when we realize that we, again, we don't, we don't have to pin ourselves against one another. It's just such a sad thing that brings so many of us down. Especially in our industry. Yeah. Especially. 
Totally. Uh, and I think uh, I hear you a lot there. And the more that we can embrace that, the more I think we can hopefully attain a state of being someday, someday in the future, <laughs> where we realize no one is our competition, that mm -hmm. we're just... We just are humans. Exactly. Exa really. Yes. We're just we're just humans, and we're all trying, and we all have our own limitations, and we all yeah. have our own stuff. And well, like in and in that sort of sisterhood and cultivating that sisterhood for me was a lot to do with coming into communion with other women, and mm. I have some close friends who practice Reiki, and like every full moon, we'd like come together and like. Being being circled together and check in, do Reiki, like just things where we go really base, mm -hmm. really close to the earth. <laughs> when you're talking about stuff that's been around for centuries, mm -hmm. too, these tried, tested, and true methods. Totally. Someone I was speaking to someone about Reiki recently who was saying to me that he felt it was hard to deny scientifically. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That the energy that we are made up of energy and therefore why wouldn't someone be able to alter mm -hmm. the energy of another or i was reading this book last night a, a, a buddhist monk who talks about we can change the energy of people we admire just by admiring them it will mm. actually shift their energy and wow. a, a really huge example of that would be like a celebrity yeah a celebrity once they become a celebrity move in the world in a different way wow because we have all collectively given them a different <laughs> yeah, energy. It's really interesting. Whether or not they choose wow. to, you know, mm -hmm. be be however they deal with that, however they move with mm -hmm. that, but that you really can affect the energy of another person. I think it's such a oh yeah a beautiful thing. So Absolutely. Reiki, uh, women coming together. Yeah, um, I mean, I I do like to identify as a witch, and in that <laughs> and. It's funny because people are like, so are you Wiccan? I'm like, I'm not necessarily Wiccan. I mean, there's some rituals from Wicca. There's a lot of principles in Wicca that I think are amazing. I just think of the witch as like a symbol of a woman who listens to herself hmm. and in the past has been ostracized for that and who is close to her environment and really aware when the voice of media or the other the outside voices are the ones talking and like actually makes space for her own voice and in, takes the time to discern that. In tune with what she mm -hmm. desires, mm -hmm. with what she wants and unafraid to ask perhaps. Yeah. There's a, such a beautiful, again, I'm just gonna say authenticity and honesty in what you're striving towards that's so admirable. Mm -hmm. uh, do you find to bring it a bit to work because mm -hmm. we are, talking, I, I love when we get to talk just about being human beings because yeah. I think we are, but to bring it back to mm -hmm. those who are listening and, and who want to hear a bit about the acting, do you find that characters are more accessible since you've found this honesty with yourself? I'm going to expand for a second. I know that I found when I've been groundless in my life or in flux, um, whether positively, negatively, or every gray area in between, or that I'm tapping into this like authentic curiosity or grief or disappointment or pain or mm. whenever I've been present with myself instead of letting things control me and flow through me, that is for me that beautiful time when I go, oh my God, fuck, I am fully available and compassionate to every single character that comes my way for auditions or work and everything becomes a bit wider or limitless. And anyway, maybe I'm just answering the question. No, That's that what so I feel. Beautiful. 
That's so beautiful. But it just struck me so much in reading your blog and and listening to this Mm -hmm. essay. I wondered, how does this beautiful, fantastic, authentic approach to life inform your work? Uh, Wow. I love everything you just said. Um, Honestly, for me, a big part of it is really giving less fucks about what anybody wants. Mm. It's about how do I connect to this? What do I think is fun? What, where do I resonate here and playing on that rather than this idea of like, you know, the breakdown is like moody, like <laughs> dark brooding. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to play for that. Like, I'm just sort of like, I'll see if, if it's in the writing, if it feels right to me, I'll do it, but I don't want to put it on. It's like, I kind of let that stuff sort of like play in the background, but it's not my focus. I use auditions now often as an exercise of how honest can I be here? Mm. It's all just like an acting exercise. I stop thinking about it as like, oh, this is a thing to get me a job. I'm like, this is just something that I'm going to explore here. And what do you mean by that? How honest can you be with the character and the given circumstance, emotions that are given to you through it? Yeah, like how honest can I be in terms of letting these words really play on me and come out of my mouth. Mm. <laughs> and and again, instead of like imposing an idea on it, like how much can I let it really like inform me and shift me? And yeah, I guess it's like just being coming from the inside rather than the outside. Yeah. To end off this interview, I'm curious, you've spotlighted and interviewed your own uh, wonderfully inspirational women in our network here in Toronto and abroad for your blog. If you can, what would you say are a few points that you took from this community and these beautiful, powerful women that you interviewed that you apply to your own life and work that you would highlight for people listening today? Hmm. I remember I did an issue on power and um, an actress I worked with on The Expanse, her name's Dominique Tipper, she talked a lot about how power for her had to do with owning her own body. So, And she really, at this point in her life, at this juncture, was approaching this in a deeply physical way. Mm-hmm. So like her health and her ability to nourish her body helped her feel powerful. And I think that that was something that I'm starting to really understand in a bit of a deeper way. For example, I have a I have a personal trainer now who's the dopest, the dopest chick in the world. Anyway, she's the best. She told me something the first day I started training with her. She's like, so many people come here and they're running away from themselves. I'm asking you to run towards yourself. Mm. And that has stayed in my mind too. So anyway, just this whole really asking your body what it needs, because I honestly feel like women's bodies are so magic and it's not talked about enough. And I think we have a deep knowing of what's good for us. And that is something as I as I get older that I, I try to rumble with all the time like I, I'm, I'm constantly it's so funny like I don't know how like can I swear on stuff on yeah, yeah I mean have. I've already been swearing <laughs> okay there's this amazing book I mean I, whatever there's this amazing book by this author named Mama Gina it's called Pussy 
It is about essentially checking in with your body mm. and really with your pussy, like with the your root chakra. And it's something that I'm finding like, whoa, so many times as women, we're like disconnected from that part of our body. Mm-hmm. Because we don't even know what it looks like. It's like causes us pain for a few days in a month. Like it's just like whatever. Anyway, the, I couldn't recommend this book enough. But there's just this new thing I keep doing where I just like really take deep breaths. Even when I'm on set, like yesterday I was filming a scene and could feel myself getting a little bit in my head. And I just like was like, no, breathe in your pussy. <laughs> I was like, you got this. But... Yeah, a lot of the stuff that women are saying about their bodies right now is not just hitting the the surface level for me for me anymore. It's like kind of getting in deeper. Yeah, sort of like this this like Sufi principle that's like everything comes full circle, but it's actually not a circle. It's a spiral. So every time you come to the same spot, it's actually a deeper level of that spot. Mm. So it's a deeper understanding, a deeper layer. So I'm kind of in that sort of deeper spiral about the body right now. But, oh, man, there's been so many interviews where people just have, like... One of my favorites is um, Kelly McCormick. Oh, I just encourage people to go read that interview because she is so delicious in the pla- in the spaces and the ways she feels powerful. And it's, like, always by herself in the middle of the night when it's dead quiet. Mm-hmm. And she has, like... a you know, a piece of paper and a pen and she doesn't even know what's going to come out onto the paper. And it's just this mystery. She's like so, she's so inspired and and alive in in this moment where she doesn't know what's going to come out. And I was like, oh, it's so exciting. It's (laughs) It's such a beautiful thing to say. It speaks again to that whoever, whatever, however we look, whatever's going on in our lives, that the number one thing is authenticity. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for bringing your whole self for us today. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And thank you to Deluxe Toronto. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Jess Elguero is an actor, singer, playwright, and performance artist based in Toronto and Los Angeles. You can watch her work on such hit series as Amazon's The Expanse, The Boys, Netflix's upcoming Tiny Pretty Things and Jupiter's Legacy, CBC's Workin' Moms, Letter Kenny, and more. Her recent feature film credits include I'll Take Your Dead, Mary Goes Round, Larry, and Patricia Rosema's Mouthpiece, which premiered at TIFF 2018, where Jess was named one of TIFF's rising stars. In addition to her acting work, Jess runs an online feminist publication called BitchesBeWitches.com. Thank you again, Jess, for joining us today at Deluxe. Be sure to check out future episodes of Women on Screen Out Loud wherever you get your podcasts. And check out upcoming events and initiatives from Women on Screen at womenonscreen.ca. Until next time, I'm Lara Jean Korostecki. And I'm Jennifer Pogue. And we are Women Women on Screen. Women on Screen Out Loud was recorded at Deluxe Toronto. This podcast was created and produced by Lara Jean Korostecki and Jennifer Pogue. Executive produced by Lauren McKinley, Farah Morani, and Kira Murphy. With original music by Erica Bercunier. Thank you to Deluxe Toronto for hosting us and for continuing to support women on screen.